Who made your guitar? Where did you buy it at? What's the top made of? How about the back and sides? As a guitar geek, these are really fun things to talk about and relatively easy questions to answer. But how about some more difficult questions? Where did the wood that was used to make your guitar come from? Who cut the tree? How old was the tree? Today, we're gonna look into these difficult questions and I'll share with you some valuable resources to help you gain perspective on the true value of your guitar and the materials it's made of. Hey, Tech family, welcome to episode 217 of the Acoustic Tuesday Show. This show's all about bringing fun, focus, and progress to your guitar journey through my weekly Guitar Geek list, plus success stories from your fellow TAC family members. Speaking of, this week you'll be meeting TAC family member Marco, who maintains his consistent guitar routine despite having an unpredictable schedule as a dog trainer. He'll also reveal a trick to help make your guitar routine as regular as the sunset. There's a little bit of a hint wrapped up in there. You're also gonna get a sneak peek at what guitar lick the TAC fam is working on this week. It's named after famed Chicago Bears coach, Mike Ditka. And of course, your weekly dose of acoustic news awaits you, which includes a new artist I recently found out about, a sneak peek into my organ vacation, and much, much more. But first, let's talk Tonewood and what we as guitar geeks can do to learn more about this essential and unfortunately dwindling resource. I wanted to open up this dialogue right here on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. I was recently sent an article from a friend of mine entitled, What Will Replace Classic Tonewoods? The article was from Premier Guitar Magazine, and I thought to myself, this is a really interesting question. But I think as guitar geeks, we need to ask ourselves the question that goes right before what will replace Tonewoods. And that question is, where do Tonewoods come from and what's their story? You know, I have to admit, I'm not an expert in Tonewoods. I know about them, I know generally what tone they will produce, but I don't know a lot about the sourcing of Tonewoods. And I think as guitar geeks, we owe it to ourselves, we owe it to our guitars, we owe it to the industry to learn more about where Tonewood comes from, how it's cut down, Who's responsible for delivering this Tonewood to the manufacturers that we know and love that make the guitars that we know and love? So today, I just wanna go down a list of resources and some really cool findings so that we can all elevate our knowledge of Tonewoods. So what place should we start in? Well, let's start with Spruce. I recently watched a documentary released in 2012 entitled Music Wood. This is a fantastic documentary and a great starting point for all of us guitar geeks wanting to know more about Tonewood, where it comes from, and all the hoops and things that various folks have to jump through, and kind of the, the conflicting parties. Here's a trailer from that movie. They said, we've taken a look at what's going on, and if they don't stop and take a deep breath, they're gonna cut the last tree in our lifetime. And that caught me up. What do you mean? It's easy when the supply is endless, and it's hard when the supply reaches its end, and we're at the end of the supply. One of the major figures in that documentary is, of course, Bob Taylor, co-founder of Taylor Guitars. Bob has long led the charge when it comes to Tonewood sustainability, Tonewood education, and ensuring that 30, 40, 50 years from now, we actually have Tonewoods to use for guitar building. Well, some years ago, Bob went on the World Forestry Tour. Essentially, he started in San Diego and went all around the globe to different locations where highly prized Tonewoods come from, and also to different places where sustainable forestry practices were being used. And the good news for us guitar geeks, a video crew followed him around. 
Yes, Bob kept a video diary of all of his travels, and they're all available for us guitar geeks to watch. Here's Bob queuing up the entire tour. Hey, Bob Taylor here, and uh, happy Earth Day, really. You know, last year I was talking about Ebony during Earth Day. This time, I'm gonna be gone. And where I'm going is round the world. We start in San Diego and we head to Guatemala and up to Ireland, all the way across Africa, stopping in Cameroon. We go across the Maldives and then we end up in Vietnam, Malaysia, Fiji, Hawaii, Washington, back to San Diego. I'm going on a learning tour. So we're at this point in history where if we don't plant wood, we're not gonna have guitar woods in the future. And you know I've been talking about this for a really long time. Um, we've got to stop with the foraging, we've got to stop with the mining, and we've got to plant. You're probably aware that we're planting ebony, we're planting koa, and with a colleague, we're planting maple. Around the world, there's some really great forestry programs that we know about and that we've learned about. So this is an educational trip. We're going to see some fantastic operations that people have spent their life doing. Why are we doing this? We want to learn. We want to learn what they know. We want to be inspired. We want to see... Gosh, what does it look like when you plant a tropical forest out of denuded area 30 or 40 years later? It is abundantly clear that Bob Taylor is obsessed with Tonewood's sustainability. So much so that he went in with another company and purchased an ebony mill in Cameroon. Now you might be thinking, whoa, whoa, Tone, another company? I thought Taylor owned the mill and Taylor uses all the wood. No, that's not it at all. Yes, Taylor uses the wood, however, Bob Taylor is so obsessed that he wanted to make sure that Tonewood was available for all guitar makers, not just Taylor. Therefore, broadening the reach of the sustainability practices. Here's a quick write-up from the website that describes the mill and the two owners involved. Here it is. Since 2011, Crelicam has been co-owned by two respected companies in the musical instrument industry. Medinter, an international supplier of woods used for musical instruments and Taylor Guitars, an industry-leading guitar manufacturer. Crelicam's two principal partners are Medinter co-owner Vidal de Teresa and Taylor co-owner Bob Taylor. Longtime industry peers and friends whose respective companies have done business for years. Taylor buys wood from Medinter. They are bound by a shared passion for promoting greater sustainability in the musical instrument industry. Each brings complementary skills set to Crelicam's operation. Bob Taylor has led the ongoing improvements at the Crelicam sawmill, while Vidal de Teresa oversees much of the work involving Crelicam's legal compliance and other forest management policies, including relationships with our forest supply partners in Cameroon. This is crazy because this is something I had no clue of. I didn't know anything about this. I just kind of had this assumption, okay, cool, Bob Taylor buys a sawmill, they make, uh, they, they, uh, they mill all of Taylor's ebony, boom, all done. No, the sustainably ram, the sustainable ver, the sustainable ramifications are far wider than that. And I just found this wonderful video of the Crelicam mill in operation. And it's voiced over by Bob Taylor and it really does show the passion and the people behind Ebony. I mean, we see it as fingerboards and bridges, but there's a whole entire industry behind this. There are people behind those pieces of wood on our guitars. Here's the video. And pretty soon, it ends up being a fingerboard on a pallet. And that fingerboard has a name. And it has a name like Olo and Mendomo and Fabrice. That fingerboard has a name, and it's attached to a person. And that person has a life, and that person has a family and that family's being supported by this, and there's 
a thing that's being created. And when you buy that guitar, you're supporting that. And it's nice to know that you are. And to me, that connects you even better with your guitar. A lot more love can come out of the guitar when you're playing music. And it's a beautiful thing to find out. Now, to come full circle, I want to visit my friend Tom Sands for two reasons. Number one, you have to check out his YouTube channel. I say this a lot, Tom and I are good friends, but the amount of valuable information that he puts out on his YouTube channel is incredible. You know, one of the big things when it comes to Tonewood sustainability and really understanding Tonewood is knowing about the various species, what they're good for, where they come from. And Tom has all of that information on his YouTube channel. In fact, for a while, every Friday, or was it Saturday? I can't remember. Every Friday or Saturday, he was putting out an informational video on Tonewood. He'd show you a sample. He'd give its description both in tone and actual physical properties. It's pretty darn amazing. So please check out that resource. But to bring it full circle, the other reason I wanna to mention Tom Sands is that he's making a guitar for me, probably in the next year or so. And the back and side wood is Crelicam Ebony. Ebony from the mill in Cameroon that is co-owned by Bob Taylor and Medinter. Now, I thought this was so cool because again, my, my misconception was that Bob Taylor owned the mill and all the ebony that came out of there was reserved for Taylor guitars. Not true. And the guitar that Tom's making me is proof of that. So if you want to see the exact ebony set that's going to be used on my guitar, let's check out this video. Crelicam ebony from Cameroon, sustainably sourced, ethically harvested, thanks to the efforts of uh, Bob Taylor and the folks at Medinta in Spain. Just wonderful. I think this is gonna make an absolutely spectacular guitar and I can't wait to get to this later on in the year. I know a lot of people have been asking about it. And so here it is. Here's the wood for the very first Tony Policastro Signature Model L that will be, uh, will be starting later in the year. And hopefully, well, I won't, I won't give away too many secrets. That's exactly why I wanted to talk about sustainability in today's show. This was my first brush with sustainable practices outside of what I had already known. You know, I've heard of FSC certification. I've heard of uh, reclaimed wood being used for guitars. I've heard of Bob Taylor's ebony mill. But I didn't understand that these sustainable practices had further implications. You know, here I'm going to a small bench luthier and finding sustainably sourced wood. And I think that's absolutely incredible. This was a real eye-opener for me, and hopefully this show was a real eye-opener for you. And I know that I've only scratched the surface when it comes to sustainability. By no means am I an expert. I'm learning new things every day, and I hope that you are as well. Which brings me to a question I have for you. In the comments down below, do you know of any sustainable initiatives that maybe I didn't mention on today's show? Are there any other figures in sustainability that you want your fellow guitar geeks to know about? In the comments below, go ahead and let us know. I'd love for it to serve, I'd love for the comments to serve as a, as a resource of some kind to other guitar geeks wanting to learn a little bit more about sustainability and what they can do to impact the availability of Tonewoods in the future. Go ahead and grab your guitar. It's time for the Tuesday Tack Guitar Lick Challenge. 
See, every day within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, the focus is on one of the five essential areas of guitar improvement. On Mondays, we do a technique challenge, Tuesdays, a guitar lick challenge, Wednesdays, an improvisation challenge, Thursdays, a rhythm guitar challenge, and Fridays, a chord transition challenge. It's Tuesday, it's guitar lick day, and I wanted to give you a sneak peek at what the TAC family is working on. Here it is. I've got a super fun guitar lick challenge for you today that really emphasizes the power of chord modification. Now that sounds difficult, but it's not. It's actually quite simple and you can start doing it today. You will start doing it today. Your guitar lick challenge is entitled Ditka after the famed championship winning Chicago Bears head coach, Mike Ditka. In fact, within TAC this week, every single daily challenge is named after a championship winning Chicago coach. You've got Phil Jackson, Joel Quenville, and of course, Mike Ditka. And you might be thinking, what does that have to do with what I'm learning? Check this out. All of the Chicago teams that won championships had really strong defense, had really strong D. Well, the focus this week is the key of D. So I thought it was a pretty cool parallel, a pretty cool relationship. So let's go ahead and dive into this lick. As I mentioned, it's in the key of D, and I think you'll notice that it sounds pretty familiar. Here it is. Yes, indeed, it's part of a Pearl Jam song. If you know it, leave it in the comments below. But the point here is not to play a Pearl Jam song. The point here is to look at this lick and show you the power of chord modification. Now, we're gonna get into this here in just a minute, but for those of you wanting to learn this note by note, TAC fam, just go ahead and log in. This is your daily challenge for today. It's Tuesday, guitar lick challenge day. Go ahead and log in. This is waiting for you right there on your homepage. Click start challenge. You'll go right to the teaching video. Once you get it under your fingers, you can move to the play along video, pick a speed that's comfortable for you. And then in the lower right hand corner, you can click on the tab icon to follow along with the tablature. Okay, why did I pick this lick? Why did I pick a portion of a song to display the power of chord modification? Because it's actually really easy. Now you might be thinking, okay, usually Tone shares this in a musical context with me. And I think in and of itself, this is musical. It's in a musical context. So I thought, how can I best show you what chord modification is and how simple and easy it is? And all I could think of is, well, I'll show you a couple chords and show you what chord modification is. Again, it's a big fancy term for simply adding other notes to a chord or subtracting notes from a chord. So let me go ahead and show you what this looks like in the key of D or over a D chord. Actually, you just kind of saw it, but I'm gonna break it down to an even simpler sequence. I'm simply gonna hold a D chord down and I'm gonna lift and lower fingers so you can hear what effects it has on the chord. Here it is. It's pretty simple. All you do is hold down a chord and lift a finger up or lower a free finger. In the case of D, all I have free is my pinky. So I figured, you know what? I'm gonna lift up my middle finger here. It's a pretty cool sounding chord. It happens to be a D9. I'm gonna lower it and then I'm gonna lower my pinky finger. Also very cool. You don't even have to know the chords that you're creating. Just know that you're modifying the chord that you're holding down. Here's another example. I'm gonna show you over a C chord what that looks like. You actually have a lot of options in C. Check this out.
pretty darn cool. Now I want to talk about just one more thing before we get back into the show, and that is your guitar routine. The flexibility of your guitar routine. Yes, your guitar routine should be flexible. The common myth is that, oh, if I have a guitar routine, I need to stick to it. It's set in stone. That's not true. I want you to flex and bend your guitar routine so that it works for you. What do I mean by that? Well, if your guitar routine is to play at 8.30 p.m. every night, and you find yourself just not feeling it at 8.30 p.m., then it's time to adjust. If you don't have the energy at the end of the day, think, okay, well, I wanna do other stuff at the end of the day. Where else can I put my guitar routine in? Where else can I place my guitar playing so that I approach my guitar playing with fervor, with excitement? And maybe that means you switch it to the morning. You've got a 10-minute window before you leave for work in the morning. Try that out for a week. What I want you to do is try different things and find something that works for you. Because if you place yourself in a scenario where you're excited to play the guitar, then you're more likely to do it. So you will have to alter and bend your guitar routine, but ultimately you will find something that works for you. And remember, your regular guitar routine is the key to your success, however you define it. It's time to meet TAC family member Marco. For those of you with an unpredictable and busy schedule, make sure to listen up. What you're about to see is what Marco shared during the last live Tony's Acoustic Challenge 90 Day Progress Party. I asked him about his guitar routine and he described it as this. Now, before we go to the clip, there are two things that I'm gonna highlight. See if you can pick them out. Uh, well, I, I got back into playing my guitar again because I'm a vocalist and I, I wanted to find another way other than using tracks and trying to put together a big band um, to start performing again, hit some open mics and that kind of a thing. And maybe just, um, broaden my musical horizons a little bit. Um, so that's kind of, you know, what got me back in um, into playing. Um, and, uh, you know, my my routine and everything with um, with my process is uh, is that I have, um, I got my guitar that I, I bring with me now in my car so that I can play because my biggest obstacle is being able to play with my work schedule. I'm a dog trainer. So where I'm going to be and how long I'm going to be there sometimes is, is uh, not determined. Um, so, um, that's, that's pretty much what my goal is and, and where my obstacles are lying, um, and just kind of getting the, the regular rhythm, but my daily regular rhythm is at the end of my day, um, spending a little bit of time with my bird at home. It's a cockatoo. She loves my guitar music. Um, even the little tiny bit that I'm doing. So I have a little bit of regularity there. She's got to go to bed every day. So the guitar gets to get played every day. Hopefully it'll work out and it's a win-win. Number one, Marco finds himself in his car quite a bit and his schedule is unpredictable. So what does he do? He brings a guitar along so he can still play. Major guitar geek points for that. Number two, Marco has anchored his guitar playing habit to when his bird goes to sleep. I don't have birds. I don't know how they go to bed. I don't know what that looks like. But what Marco did here is he anchored his guitar playing habit to something that happens regularly. And this is something that you can do for your guitar journey starting today. You can anchor your guitar playing to something that happens regularly. Say you finish dinner and you do the dishes. You play guitar after you do the dishes. Say you brush your teeth in the morning. You play guitar after you brush your teeth. That's what an anchor is. And if you have an anchor for your habit, you're that much more likely to do it. Now, Marco had a chance to share that, as I mentioned, during the last live Tony's Acoustic Challenge 90-day progress party. And for those of you wanting to attend the next one, please do. It happens on Wednesday, January 5th, 2022 at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. I sure hope to see you there. I've always wanted to go to Ireland, and today, 
we're all gonna go together. We're gonna hop aboard the Acoustic Tuesday private jet, and we're gonna go to Wicklow, Ireland, and visit Dave Pritchard. We're gonna check out his guitar arsenal, but first, he has a message. Dave Pritchard from Wicklow, Ireland here, and I'm a big fan of the show. The Acoustic Tuesday is a staple in my weekly browsing, so I would like to say a big thank you to you for keeping all of us guitar geeks out there informed and entertained. Well, you're welcome, Dave, and thank you so much for watching. Here's what he's got in his guitar arsenal. First up, a Fender Player Series Stratocaster HSS with maple neck in three-tone sunburst. I've swapped out the tuners with locking ones and swapped out the string tree with a Graf Tech Tusk one. Next, a Yamaha SLG200 nylon silent guitar in translucent black. Great to play when the kids are sleeping. Next, a Martin OMC 16.0 GTE. A spruce top with Ovancol sides and a three-piece Ovancol and rosewood back. I've recently installed a Tonewood amp on this, which blows my mind, and I'm having loads of fun with it. Next up, a Ferk Little Jane LJ10CM, which is a cedar top with mahogany back and sides. This parlor slash travel guitar actually folds into a backpack and punches well above its weight in terms of sound and tone for a guitar its size. And last, but certainly by no means least, he's holding his absolute pride and joy. He says, it's my Martin D18E with Fishman Thinline Gold Plus Piezo pickup and Lux Liquid Metal Bridge Pins. Nothing else to say about this beauty other than that it's sweet, sweet mahogany for the soul. Congratulations on passing the 200 episode mark recently, and thanks again from across the Atlantic. Your fellow guitar geek, Dave. Dave. Thank you so much for that guitar snow picture. Thanks for watching the show. And for you fellow guitar geeks sitting at home thinking, man, Dave's got some great guitars. He got featured in the Acoustic Tuesday show. How the hell do I get featured in the Acoustic Tuesday show? Well, I'm gonna bring on my dazzling, breathtaking assistant to tell you how. I wanna propose to you a win-win-win scenario. I wanna feature you on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Yes, I wanna feature you and your guitar snow, or you and your Acoustic Tuesday merchandise. Step number one, go to tonypolacastro.com forward slash shop. Once you're there, pick out your favorite guitar snow shirt, your favorite Acoustic Tuesday merchandise, get it shipped directly to your door. Step number two, once your merchandise arrives, go ahead and put it on and take a picture of yourself, either just wearing Acoustic Tuesday merchandise, or if you have a guitar snow shirt, take a picture in front of all of your guitars. And then once you're done with that, step number three is to upload your picture at tonypolacastro.com forward slash shop. There's a link right on that page. Click it, you can upload your photo, and boom, you'll be featured in the Acoustic Tuesday show. Win number one, you get featured in the Acoustic Tuesday show. Win number two, you get some cool snazzy Guitar Geek merchandise. Win number three, the biggest win of them all, all proceeds from the TonyPolacastro.com forward slash shop are being donated to Guitars for Vets. You get featured in the show, you get cool new shirts, cool new merchandise, and you help out Guitars for Vets. Win, win, win. Okay, back to the show. Ah yes, Guitar Geek friend, it's time for acoustic news you can use. Let's go ahead and dig right in. And first up, I have something that continues our thread of sustainability from earlier. Yes, does the name Stella Fallone mean anything to you? Well, if you've heard of it before, you know. If you haven't heard of it before, holy smokes, have I got something cool and exciting for you. You know that mill that Bob Taylor bought in Cameroon? Crelicamp? You know that Crelicamp ebony? Well, not every piece of wood that goes through there can be used for guitar parts. There's some leftover pieces which are referred to as orphaned wood. Well, they've figured out a way to take that orphaned wood and give it good use by way of cutting boards and various kitchen utensils. Check this out. 
Hey, I'm Bob Taylor, and I'm a total woodworking geek. It's what I've done my whole entire life. I've spent 45 years making guitars, building a factory to do that. And now we're making these beautiful cutting boards. We started a brand new brand that we call Stella Falone. When they're done taking the guitar parts, we have orphaned wood that isn't gonna make a guitar part, it's not gonna make a violin part, a piano part, a pool cue part. We can't stand to leave it behind. In order to extract the value of it and provide more jobs, we wanted to make something. Cutting board is our first product that we came up with. And now for an update on a previous story. A couple episodes ago, I talked about Eric Clapton's D45 going to auction. Any guesses on how much that sold for? Check this out. Eric Clapton's 1968 Martin D45 sells at auction for $625,000. Yeah, a little bit more than pocket change, but uh, I, I wanted to follow up on that story because I think it was estimated to go at like 250 to 325. It, well, it went way beyond that. I got another Instagram find that I thought was rather timely since the holidays are approaching. It's a picture of John 5, right around Christmas time, and the caption reads as such. Sometimes a Christmas present can change your life forever. So in 1977, he got his first guitar, I'm assuming from this post, and boom, he's an absolute guitar legend, a total shredder, and just a phenomenal musician altogether. I just thought that was quite timely because of the holidays. Okay, and I got another funny one for you. Not that any of the other ones were funny. I guess they were more interesting than funny. This one is truly funny because uh, I watched Home Improvement as a kid. I was a big fan of, of Tim the Toolman Taylor ah, 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 and his assistant, Al Borland. And I came across this post and I thought it was too funny to not share with you. It's a picture of Al Borland, Tim's sidekick, and the caption reads, when you change your strings, adjust the truss rod and set the string height all by yourself. And I thought that actually does sum up the feeling. It sums up the feeling of doing your own guitar repair and feeling awful proud of it, like Al Borland would. Anyways, I've got a couple more pieces of news for you. And the next one I have for you is actually an artist. Actually, this is the last piece. No, I got two more pieces of news, sorry. An artist and then a, a sneak peek into my vacation. Um, this this <laughs> second to last piece of news is an artist I wanted you to know about. The artist is Maddie Diaz. And I found out about Maddie online via Instagram from Riddy Arman's manager, Travis. Uh, and I saw this post and I was like, who is that? Uh, so he sent me the name, Maddie Diaz, and I, I checked out her music. Whoa, talk about writing. This album that I'm gonna share with you, it's entitled History of a Feeling. It was released in August, 2021. This is the type of album that you put on when it's raining out and you just wanna sink into those gray feelings. It, it's a fantastic album. Her voice is awesome, but the writing, holy smokes, the writing, it is just, it is on point. A uh, quick note for those of you with family, there are some explicit songs, so just be careful. But the one I'm gonna share with you is entitled History of a Feeling. Actually, I don't know, am I gonna share that one? There's one entitled History of a Feeling. There's one entitled Crying in Public. And maybe I'll just do both of them. I'm gonna do both of them. Here they are.
The final story I have for you is just a sneak peek into my most recent visit to Oregon. I had an amazing time. We actually went through Washington, hit Oregon, went down to Northern California, checked out the Redwoods, which was mind blowing. You know, when I saw the Redwoods, I thought to myself, these are the biggest trees I've ever seen. So now when I see a guitar with a Redwood top, I think to myself, whoa, that came from one of those kind of on that whole sustainability slash awareness thread. Anyways, uh, when, we were, when we were in Oregon, we stayed in Bend and Sisters Oregon is about 20 minutes away from Bend. So I thought to myself, what a great opportunity to visit the folks at Thompson Guitars. And I did that very thing. It was awesome. I got to meet the whole crew. I got to see guitars being made. I got to spend time in the shop and really gain an appreciation for how truly special each and every guitar is that comes out of that shop. And I had a chance to sit out front uh, with one of the, the folks in the shop and I, I totally forget his name and I'm bummed that I forget his name. I met a lot of people that day. Anyways, we sat down, we played through some tunes and I was looking at this dreadnought that they had there. Adirondack spruce top, Madagascar rosewood back and sides. It's actually the guitar that the other fellow was playing. I was playing my mahogany Thompson because I bring that with me everywhere. He was playing the Madagascar rosewood one. And uh, so I left the shop after that day. Then I, I called Christine at the shop and I said, hey, is that guitar still available? She said, yeah. I said, well, on my way back from the Redwoods, I'll just come through and pick it up. So yeah, I visited the folks at Thompson, got myself a new guitar and thought, Man, that was an awesome trip, and I have a cool souvenir. The guitar's killer. Uh, you'll see it on a future episode of Acoustic Tuesday. I actually didn't bring it with me today. I brought a different guitar. Anyways, uh, I just wanted to share that with you because as a guitar geek, when you go on vacation, your radar's always up for those things you can do that are extra geeky. Uh, Whitney was very patient with me. Let's just let's just put it that way. It was a fun vacation on all on all accounts, but uh, definitely added that awesome guitar geekiness to it. And on that note, I think it's a great time to conclude the Acoustic Tuesday show for today. I want to thank you so much for joining me. Uh, remember, you can catch the Acoustic Tuesday show every single Tuesday here on YouTube at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. And before I let you go, I do want to remind you of one thing. Your guitar success, however you define it for you, is directly related to your guitar routine. So please invest the time in developing your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day that you play. Thanks again for joining me today. Thank you for being a guitar geek and I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Cheers and Guitar Geeks Unite.